This is Hard Parking, brought to you by Right Honda and Right Toyota out of Scottsdale, Arizona. I am your host, Jay Finning, coming up on today's show in studio. It's been a while since I've had any studio guests. Nobody ever wants to come see me, especially people like Byron. But Byron is actually here, but he's in the background because it's not Byron who's here to talk to me today. It's Josh Effing Benjamin. If you don't know who that is, it's okay. I haven't talked about him before. All that and more coming up after this word from Four Wheel Online. Jay Finning here, and I want to tell you guys about Four Wheel Online. For over a decade, 4Wheel Online has been bringing the best truck accessories and truck parts to enhance the appearance and performance of all trucks and SUVs. They are dedicated to providing an extensive range of upgrades that will match any maker model on the road. Their truck products cover everything you need to give your truck a custom look and added functionality. And if you need a tire and wheel package, head over and use the configuration tool. They carry all the major brands of wheels and tires, so we'll get outfitted today. So visit them online at 4Wheel Online or call them at 813-769-2451. Again, that's four wheel online, the number four wheel online. And I did a little off-roading recently, and I'm gonna have Jimmy from Snail Trail 4x4 coming up in another few episodes because that is what he does. He's a podcaster that's top one percent in the world, which is at least forty thousand podcasts better than mine. But also some QA and some car news as well. But Josh, welcome to the Hard Parking Studio, a.k.a. a spare bedroom at the end of the hall. Yeah, man. Uh, thanks for having me. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to be here. I've known about your podcast for a while, so it's it's pretty cool to be here and uh, talk a little bit about stuff. So what do we got going? So you pull up in this Benz SUV. I don't know shit about Mercedes. I just know that when I see you at the car shows, you hanging out with Byron, you're the guy with like the, the sleeveless top. Ripped, pretty ripped got the nice oh thanks man nice hair and the cool shades yeah and no it, it you know the hair took a while to, to get to that point you know what i mean a couple of years and uh you know it's it's hot out it's arizona you know what i mean so oh, yeah in all in all fairness i'm not trying to flex anyways but having the the cut off shirt it's just a little hot out if you all been to arizona in the summertime Get up to 118, 120. This so. dude puts baby oil on before he go out and I, trying to flex. I don't put baby oil on. Here's the a, here's a deal, though. <laughs> so when you wear shirts like that, there's two types of people typically that wear shirts like that. The type that they're not really trying to tell you that they're cool, but they know they are. And then there's the type that have no business wearing shirts like that. So I guess if I'm, I'm categorized only in two categories, I'll take the, the latter for the first one then, apparently. <laughs> no, you're, you're definitely the first one, and that's okay. <laughs> You know, I try to be, you know, super humble and, uh, you know, yeah, I, I work out a little bit. People that know me, I know that I, I, I train a little bit on the side to have some clients and stuff like that. So, uh, for me, you know what I mean? I, I take pride in my health and eating right and, uh, exercising, but, uh, yeah, it's nice to be able to show off a little bit of skin every now and then, especially living in Arizona. Sure. So listeners, this guy looks good, man. It's just the hair, man. It's just the hair. The, I mean, the hair makes a difference. <laughs> What's his face uh, that plays Aquaman? Oh, man. Uh, I, I saw a post. Someone had posted on Facebook the other day. They took uh, they took a bunch of famous celebrities and said, what would they look like without hair? Man, and he, he looked dumb as hell without hair. Yeah. I think he's he's got like three times the size on me. He's like six inches taller than me, too. But uh, it's that's something to aspire to. I think his name's uh, Jason, 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 Jason Momoa or yeah. something like that. Yeah. The hair also kind of hides that weird eye thing he's got going on. He actually, and it's funny, I, I thought I was the only person that ever recognized that little eye thing. But, yeah, he does have a little weird eye thing going on. That's that's okay. So what did you pull up in today? Because I heard you pull up, and I went and, so, and peeped you from the so window. So I got a, a G55 AMG 
Mercedes or AKA a G-Wagon. It's been a car that I, or a truck that I've wanted ever since I was a kid. And uh, it's not a new one. It's a little bit old. The new ones are going for like, yeah, just a house and a half, you know what I mean? Um, But it's an older one, but it's it's what I wanted since I was a kid. And I sold my C63 AMG. Those of you that know me for that, uh, I got rid of that and I got uh, lifted G-Wagon. And uh, sometimes I think it's one of the biggest mistakes of my life when I see the gas station attendant every single day. Sure. Um, But... It, it, it's the smiles per gallon, you know what I mean? It makes me feel uh, like I achieved something. And, uh, yeah, I just, I, I like the truck a lot. It's, it's not very fast. You know, Byron's here. He just rolled up in his FBO C63, which I used to have. And now, you know, he's he's cruising and having different type of smiles per gallon. I'm, I'm having smiles per gallon, like, looking down at sure. people at the stoplight down. You know what I mean? It's just different. So my, my tank is pretty slow. The thing is literally a Panzer tank. I mean, it's a it's an awesome machine. The, the license plate does say Panzer. And like I've does it? Josh, it does. Yeah. I've told Josh multiple times. It's also a marketing. It's a marketing mobile. I mean, it's a it's a really it's a really. Nice it, it is it is it is nice to to roll up to uh, a lot of car shows and 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 everywhere I go and and get a lot of nods and get a lot of looks and. You know, I, I don't need any ego boost, boosters necessarily, but sure. it, it's a nice feeling that people recognize something that they feel like it's cool. And uh, I get it. I, again, I try to, you know, I, I like to think myself pretty humble about it, but it, it's a nice feeling to know that you've earned something for yourself and uh, and other people appreciate that. I'm going to jump in real quick here. So as y'all can probably tell, my boy Josh, he's a really humble dude, really chill dude. And that's one reason why we've been friends for so long. But I'm going to brag on him a little bit. We're both members of Arizona AMG. And uh, and last year we went to, to the Apollo event. It's the uh, the polo party that they have in North Scottsdale every every uh, November. It's, it's Josh is biting his nails right now. So this, I, I hear a story coming. The, <laughs> the G-Wagon got more, um, it got more looks, broke more necks, and got more attention particularly from the opposite sex, than the Lamborghinis that rolled in with us, the AMG GTs that rolled in with us, the 911 Turbos that rolled in with us, through, I mean, all, the, through all these Because those cars, are everywhere. I mean, that car got the most attention. And I, I, yeah, you know, I... So, I, humble humble brag from his boy. I, I did notice that it, it did get some love and some attention. But, you know, you go out to Scottsdale, you know, you see, yeah. like, a freaking G-Wagon, like, every four minutes. You know what I mean? Everybody that has some money out there wants one. You know what I'm saying? But it, it's unique to have a lifted one. Mm-hmm. You know? You don't see a lifted one on some off-road tires. So, I think that's uh, one of the things that make it more unique. You know, being up in the air a little bit more than a generic one, you know, with a roof rack on it and... And all that stuff. So yeah, it, it's it's not your standard G wagon. If you think of G wagons, pretty standard. So they're also pretty damn easy to work on too. I mean, they're okay to work. I like when Byron works on my G wagon. I don't. I like I like watching him with a glass of wine <laughs> and him doing his magic. He's he's really good. Mechan- he's really mechanically inclined, and I am to a certain extent too. But he he's he he's definitely a little smarter than me in that area. So. So speaking of wines, like what do you, what do you, what do you, are you a red wine, white wine? So I like to pair my white wines with seafood, of course. Oh. You know what I mean? I'm that, I'm that typical dude yeah. that, you know, I put my Sauvignon Blanc or my Chardonnay with a, with a seafood pairing, but I, I, I predominantly go to my red wines. I like my cabs. I like my red blends. I like my Malbecs, you know, a lot of people don't be messing with the Malbecs too. Like some yeah. people are like, what's a Malbec? I'm like, it's a, a really good red wine. <laughs> so I, I like my mistake. reds. Yeah, yes, it is. It got, is. Got a thumbs up from Byron over there in the corner. Speaking of steak, that is something I have not had uh, in a while. 
It just got me. I had a little bit of salivation when you said steak. <laughs> Is it a dietary restriction or just you no, had to have the opportunity? I just, I guess I just haven't been around of getting it lately. Um, personally, I, I wouldn't say I've been doing fast food, but I've been doing like DoorDash a lot lately because I've just been so busy in the office. Like you have this beautiful, uh, you know, studio in here where you do your podcasts and I have a little small version office of this and I feel like I just been getting <laughs> lazy and, uh, you know, but like I said, I like going to restaurants, you know, grab, grab firebirds or some high tide or something like that. But I just guess I haven't got my steak fix doesn't, in a while. It doesn't sound like you go very far though, because you, you told me when you pulled up, you live down there in that area and those are both down there. In that I area. mean, it's a hop street away. <laughs> so, but you know, I try to be safe, you know what I mean? Because yep. obviously, you know, you have a glass or two, you know what I mean? I, I try to be responsible and, mm-hmm. you know, not try not to pick something so far away and, sure where I have to leave the G-Wagon somewhere and Uber home and come back for it tomorrow. So, yeah, having nice restaurants literally across the street from you is a, is a huge plus. He also burns half a tank of gas getting across It the does. Like, people. literally, I, I'll, 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 it'll be a full tank, and then I'll watch the gauge go to three-quarters of a tank after I go to the restaurant across the street. It's crazy. It's, it's Well, if you guys are down, when we get done here, we can go downstairs and— and, and have a pop. I, I would, I would love try that. Something. I would love that. That'd be awesome. Another thumbs up from Byron. Yeah, Byron's Byron is a down dude, man. Like that's why I love this guy. He's like he's literally like uh, doesn't drink a lot though. No, you know, but you know he's got some kids. He's got his wifey. He's got a he's got his work. You know he he's got some goals and stuff like that. And I really you know I really admire his work ethic and his success. And like he just got a beautiful new home yeah, uh, out there in Queen Creek. I, I go over there and I like part of me is like super happy for him. The other part wants to, like trip him when he walks away because yeah. he's got this really badass house that I kind of like low That's key nice. as a brother want. <laughs> no, on a real note, it, he's he's doing some amazing stuff. You know, he's making some responsible moves, unlike me. Uh, you know, buying G wagons and stuff like that probably wasn't somewhat of the smartest thing. But you know, when you when you got it and you can you do it, and you you know YOLO. You know what I mean? Sometimes you know in a an, in an educational, intelligent way, right? But yeah, Byron's doing some good stuff, so I'm proud of him. I respectfully disagree with that last statement. The G wagon was a smart move, like I said earlier um, on the on the show. It's a marketing vehicle, and where your career and what your passions are taking you right now, you needed a marketing vehicle. That is just going to, all the things that you're going to talk about in a few minutes here, that G-Wagon is part of that growth and that exposure. So, you, so again, another I humble hope, brag for I, you, I, because I, so. I think sometimes you're a little bit too humble. I hope so. Well, again, There's nothing you know wrong with I mean? being humble. I, you know, I, I, uh, I try, man. I just, again, it, it's just one of those things that I, I'm just, I, I'm... I'm blessed, but I, I can. But I'm also knowing that I'm not where I'm supposed to be. You know what I mean? I know there's a lot of growth, and there's a lot of people like you know uh, that we hang out with. You know, in the car scene that are obviously, especially in Arizona, that are super well off and driving some really insane cars. And for me, I just want to be able to work hard and and maybe achieve something like that one day. Maybe have my own supercar one day. So. So let me ask you this. So I've seen you out and about. As we, I think we talked about that before we started hitting record. Uh, but I don't really know much about you. Tell me about you a little bit. What were your dreams? All that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then we'll get into no, yeah. and all that. No, I love this. Like I've never really had the opportunity to really kind of like tell me where like where I've came from and all that. So growing up as a kid, I've been in the car scene practically since birth, I would say. Uh, my mom's worked for Mercedes-Benz since I was a baby. She's worked there for about 15, 16 years growing up. 
Uh, my dad, my dad and mom were in the tuner scene in the the '90s. My dad had a, a '97 Prelude. My mom had a '98 uh, Toyota Paseo. By the way, if you don't know what that Paseo. is, do not Google that. <laughs> All right, do not Google that car. Um, <laughs> my my dad also had a, a an '89 Supra um, Turbo um, that he blew uh, with some mismanagement of the the engine controls and all that. So that sat in the garage for a while, but I, I was kind of around the JDM scene as well as the Mercedes scene because of my mom's work, uh, growing up. And all I ever wanted to do was own a Mercedes Benz. That was to me, uh, we didn't live in like a really good neighborhood growing up. And my mom used to have her show, well, the chauffeur at the dealership used to actually pick me up sometimes after school to take me to her work because she couldn't get away. Mm. Um, and my dad wasn't really quite in the picture a lot. He was in Washington State and we were here in Arizona. And uh, I used to just literally sit in Mercedes Benz. I didn't really know what they were value wise as a kid, but I was sitting in, you know, $150,000, plus cars and, and hanging out with the mechanics. So for me, you know, I always wanted one growing up. I always aspired to have one. And I remember I just told my mom one time I was in the G-Wagon, ironically. Um, and I was like, Mom, you know, I want one of these when I go to high school. And she's like... When I go to high school. She's like, yeah, I said high school. <laughs> right. I said like in school, like when I drive, when I can drive, I want one of these. She's like, yeah, well, you know, you better get a really good job and, and this, this, and this. And yeah, so... Now, you know, being able to have a couple of my dream cars, you know, being the C63 being one of them. Um, and then now, you know, not again, not a new G-Wagon, but something that's still what I sat in as a kid. And now I have that. It's it's uh, it's pretty surreal. It's pretty cool. And uh, yeah, now, you know, funny thing, I, I am one of the individuals that run Arizona AMG. I believe we're over 500 members wow. and growing. You know, we're not the most active club in Arizona um, because I feel like Arizona AMG members, we, the, the people, the members are, come from all kinds of backgrounds from, you know, 18 years old, bought their first $20,000 AMG to doctors and right. very affluent business owners that own the craziest cars in the world. And their AMGs like their daily. Right. Um, so to get them to an event is like literally like herding cats, you know what I mean? But we, we try to put on some big events and we try to collaborate as much as we can with people to like get some of the AMG guys out there. But uh, it can be hard, but we're like a big family and, and I, uh, I, I just love the Arizona AMG group a lot. I put a lot of heart into that group and into that club. And uh, yeah, it's just kind of crazy coming from a kid that loved Mercedes to now, I guess, practically running the Arizona AMG club. So it's, it's what, pretty, pretty What cool. does that entail? Especially with those members. Cause that's quite the spectrum. It's, yeah. So, I mean, I guess the idea when it first started, it was started by another member that moved to Hawaii um, and kind of passed the group on to me and, and another buddy of mine, Colt, and as well as Byron. And there was no real direction for the club when it first started. It was kind of more of like an informational page on Facebook. Mm -hmm. um, I had the dream of taking that group to something more official and, and getting sponsors and being a part of venues and events. And through that passion of wanting to be bigger, wanted to be something, not just a page on Facebook, we, sure. we've been able to partner with, uh, you know, like the Polo Championship of Westworld, Scotts that they do every November. We're one of the car clubs nice. now with Lamborghini Arizona and Porsche and Highline Autos with Brian out there. He's a sponsor of the Polo Championship. And we're a part of that now going on, I believe, four years now. Um, and they ask us to come back every time. And last year was kind of crazy because 
Byron and I and a couple of the other guys, we literally like created their car show element. <laughs> like they, there was a new management for the polo. They didn't really have the cars. And we just reached out to people on Instagram that we knew and said, Hey, will you bring your car out? And we had a pretty good showing last year. So, um, I'm really hoping that in the future, Arizona AMG can do more things with maybe Mercedes Benz corporate or a, cool. a local Mercedes Benz dealership and figure out a way to, to connect with some charities and, and, and put on a really cool, maybe a Euro event or just all around all cars and Arizona AMG can be a part of that somehow. So we're growing slowly, but yeah, just been busy with some other things I haven't been able to really put a lot of effort into Arizona AMG at the moment. So I'm sitting here staring at, so you have this throttle hat. You brought up some yeah. really cool throttle swag and things <laughs> like that. Tell us, what is, what is this? So throttle started a couple years ago. We really just started getting some traction uh, just recently. Uh, we really put uh, a lot of time over the past year and change. Uh, Nadine Lee, the CEO of throttle, she started essentially started throttle to bring the car community together on one platform. Um, she felt that there was a need uh, for connection, connecting basically car enthusiasts, automotive enth enthusiasts together with companies so that the world could get smaller uh, in a sense. Because obviously right. there's Facebook, there's Instagram, there's Twitter, there's LinkedIn, there's this, 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 there's that forum, that forum. It can be a little chaotic out there, especially because there's nothing very automotive specific. Um, so we felt like there was a need to build a, an application uh, for Android and iPhone that people can literally log into, join, post pictures of their car, share their passions of cars, create events, join events, and also be able to connect on a more intimate level with uh, like professional drivers and influencers in that world. So just creating a smaller world for people to feel that sense of community. Um, and that's kind of what Throttle is. It's just connecting people to that love cars and love trucks in that world together uh, on one platform through events and uh, exclusive content that we put out on there. And uh, it, it's growing and we, we love it. We love where we're heading with it. We're talking to Mr. Josh Benjamin here in studio. So if you guys are interested in finding out exactly what that is, as we continue to talk about it, go ahead and Look it up, T-H-R-O-D-L-E, Throttle. Look it up, iOS and Android, it sounds like. Both platforms for sure. And uh, yeah, we're, we're consistently updating the application uh, to do some really cool stuff. I'm not going to really give a lot of secrets uh, out at the moment of what those things are. Um, but it's okay. No one listens. To yeah. <laughs> that's what you're saying. No, I think people listen for sure. But, uh, yeah, we're just super excited, man. We're, we, uh, officially are sponsoring uh, formula drift this year for the 2022 nice. season. Um, so yeah, we're super excited about that. So I, for the first time, you know, I went to Long Beach for round one, had an awesome, we had an awesome booth set up out there, just really sharing the love of what throttle is all about. I literally just got back from Atlanta just a couple days ago for round two, and it was an amazing event. Um, I leave for Orlando next week for round three, and we, we're just doing some amazing things. A lot of the drivers, the, the professional FD drivers, are on board with us, and doing we're doing a lot of really cool collaborations with them, a lot of exclusive content with them uh, on the app uh, specifically. 
um, kind of like behind the scenes stuff, like a lot of stuff that if you're an FD fan and there's a specific driver, you know, like JTP or Chris Forsberg or Frederico or, you know, Matt Fields or Michael Lessa and all a lot of these guys we work with and uh, they're putting out some really cool behind the scenes stuff on the app. And we we really want to showcase Formula Drift in in a different way than people might be used to. Um, you know, you kind of see like that Netflix show, uh, Drive to Survive kind right. of thing. With form- sure. That's a hit, Reform- right? That's yeah. a hit. Obviously, we don't have that kind of film crew, but our film crew is awesome. Um, but uh, we're trying to give people a different experience because that's what Throttle really is about. It's it's We, we connect people uh, through the companies that they love, through the brands that they like, through cars, and then we fuel those experiences through special events and uh, exclusive content. Um, and through that, you know, we've been able to, you know, partner up with, uh, companies like Liquid Molly and FCP Euro and Link ECU and, and we're doing some really amazing things with them in the future. And, and we're just excited, man. We're just excited about what the future brings and, and we really want people to enjoy all the hard work we put into the app because literally everything that's on that app, we just, I'm, I'm an automotive enthusiast. I said, what would I want out sure. of an app? What, what would I, what do I want it to do? without all the noise of the ads and the Facebook and Instagram, like, you know, Facebook, Instagram's a million things. There's a million things going on on Facebook, Instagram. I, we wanted to create something that was just cars, just trucks, just automotive, just engines, just the things that make us tick. So would you say the primarily the driving force is not just the community, but it's, it's getting people kind of behind the scenes access to motorsports. Correct. And, and Correct. Drift. Yeah. Formula Drift, obviously, again, we're, we're super excited to be partnering with them and sponsoring them this year. But our future goal is hopefully we can get involved in some other motorsport and doors kind of doors are kind of already opening for that in some, some kind of cool ways. Um, we don't want to just be Formula Drift known, sure. you know, that's obviously we, we chose to partner and sponsor Formula Drift for 2022 season because it, it does have a huge youth following uh, for that motorsport, and we want to be able to, you know, show what throttle can be for that for that youth that 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 age group. And obviously, as we know, there's a lot of rifts going on in the car scene right now. There's a lot of it's hard to create things like cars and coffees mm-hmm. and, and and events because things are kind of getting ruined. And it really breaks my heart that I, I hear about these things happening. And if we can show, you know, th- from the youth up that there's a positive outlet and there's a way to do events right and, and create the event through the throttle app and do it, do it the right way. And enough with these type of illegal type of pop-up meets and, and close out meets and stuff like that. It's just going to allow us to do more fun things in the future and, and create better events. And then maybe we can start getting more local police support and more people wanting to allow us to host those events. And that's what Throttle's all about is doing it the right way and doing it clean and uh, giving place a sense of community where they know where all the events are through the Throttle app. Um, but it starts at the youth. It starts at the youth and goes up. You know what I mean? So that's why we felt like Formula Drift was the perfect place to start and then work our way up from there. No, I like that approach because you're you're partnering with an existing body where you don't have to necessarily do all the policing either. Like there's there's there's, yeah. there's set things. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest challenges we all know with some of our local meets, even the ones with the greatest intentions, 
is you just can't. Like, how do you mitigate the person who's like, woohoo, and just, you know, rip yeah. ass out of there? Because that's what ruins it for everyone. I agree. I agree. And there's there's some things going on with the app itself when creating events. You know, being able to register for events, whether it's a free event or a paid event through the app, um, you see who's at your event. You see the build. They put the car in their garage, and you can literally join an event using your car. So you create the car within the app. Uh, for for instance, we'll use your first gen NSX that you have. And I'm sure, I'm sorry I bring it up. I'm sure you miss it. Um, <laughs> you know, but uh, you create that car and you put the modifications. You put everything that you want to. Pictures of the car. You can literally use the car as a user to join an event. So that build is in the event. So if you say you're going to a local cars and coffee with that car, we know that what that car is. So right. if something bad happens, a bad egg goes to that event and and you see wh- who that was. You see, you know, that car. They're not necessarily sneaking off if you're trying to do a, a controlled sanctioned event. So that's an option for people through the app. And uh, that was one thing that I really wanted to make sure was implemented in that so that we could have that type of sense of whoever's running that event. If it's you running a one auto event or a special charity event, you're like, hey, you need to register through the throttle app. If you don't register the throttle app and you don't show the phone when you go to the the two people letting you in, you don't get in. in. And if someone goes there and does a slide out and, and hurts somebody, you're like, dude, you know exactly who that build is. You have their email address. You have... And to me, that was just, you know, and I know some people were saying, oh, that's a waste of time. I don't want to do that. I, I just want to show up. And the problem is we're here now because a few people ruined that. So And, and continue to ruin and, and it. And continue, yeah. exactly. So, yeah, it is an inconvenience. I'll admit, it is a little bit of an inconvenience. Um, there's a lot of other fun things you can do on the app, but it, it is an inconvenience to, to register in that formal way. But, hey, if it allows us to continue to do car events into the future, I'll inconvenience myself if I can be a part of what my passion is and be with people that love this the same way that I do. Well, it breeds structure, really, because for the person who wants to take the time to register or the person who may even want to pay a fee, they're not going to be the ones showing up and acting out, and they're going to be the first ones to point the finger and tell you who exactly ruined the event. Exactly. Exactly. I agree. And, and I'm tired of hearing about you know i'm not i'm not going to say anything about types of makes or models because that's not fair um but i'm tired of hearing about meets being shut down because of stuff like that i'm tired of hearing people get hurt or cars getting told all trying to show off to make a reel on instagram it's it's enough's enough you know what i mean we we arizona there's a lot of leaders in arizona car scene Mm -hmm. you know a lot of us need to really come together and, you know, I don't care who, how cool you think you are, or who you are, or what sponsors you got or what build you got. You, we need to, a lot of us need to come together and start doing cleaner events so that they don't get eliminated. And, you know, like I said, I, I'm trying to do a, a local cars and coffee myself and create that and do something for charity. And you won't even imagine the red tape that I'm trying to go through just to get an approval to do something in a parking lot. And it's, it's a shame. Let's talk about that in a second. Looks like uh, Byron wants to say something, then we're going to break for a for a, an announcement from Anchor or, or AdSpot or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> 
Yeah, so so yeah, just, I just want to jump in really quick here. I actually really like the idea of, of of having to register for meets and registering with your cars. Um, and I think another thing, and kind of bringing it back to the community aspect of of throttle. I can't tell you how many times I've gone to a meet, saw a build I fell in love with, or you know met some cool people. But let's say I didn't get the contact information, or I didn't, um, you know, I saw a car, fell in love with, didn't get a chance to meet the owner, and then they pulled off and never got a chance to see him. With that, I could look up. And just reach out to the person, hey man, or or you know, hey 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 lady, you know, I love your build, I love what you've done with it, I love to just kind of learn more about it, da da da, whatever, and then just help build that community. So, I think it definitely helps the the control and the regulation and the you know keeping the meats that we love alive, but I also think it's a way to bring community together through the thing that we are there for, right? The 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 cool builds, the new builds, the you know whatever it is that drew you to that event, you get to be more plugged into it and not. You know, oh, I didn't get their Instagram, so crap, I missed them. You know, That's profound cool. words from the great Byron. We'll be right back. <laughs> yeah, how about that anchor? But I got to tell you, before we talk about your cars and coffee. Uh, attempt to I keep staring at these fucking stickers and I'm like dude I gotta oh, step my game I'm glad ah. I'm glad you like those man yeah um we had a uh, cartoon automotive designer design those bad boys for us uh so that we can uh offer that merch at formula drift events Jay over here is hanging on to a Michael Essa powered by throttle sticker as well as a JTP Justin Pollock in his uh Falcon Racing Ford sticker there's some cool stickers, man. They're the cartoon, you know, they're cartoony, mm -hmm. but I think that's kind of like, I think that's like what's in and in, in, in that formula drift, especially in the JDM scene, you know, the cartoon style. Um, personally, uh, it's funny because Nadine actually laughed at me when I told her I, I stole the first sticker of the JTP and I stole the first sticker of the ESSA one and I put them in a, a clear foil and I, and I zip locked it and it's on, it's in my office on my, uh, that's awesome. <laughs> on my shelves so that it makes no fingerprints perfect because you never know if those uh, those bad boys would be like limited edition one day or something. So it's just a sense of pride because it says powered by throttle on them and that's our collaboration with those drivers. And uh, yeah, it's it's nice to keep a little bit of memorabilia for yourself so that they're not all gone and you're like, oh crap, I didn't get one. <laughs> yeah, these are, these are super cool. Yeah, I'm glad so you like them. What do you have going on here locally? What are you trying to put together? So, you know, I feel... I feel like there's there's a need for a bigger venue here in the East Valley. You know, I don't want to give too much secrets out before someone swoops in front of my feet, but I'm working on a couple different venues at the moment, trying to work a way in. Um, there's a lot of, again, there's a lot of red tape of how am I doing it, who am I bringing on, and, uh, and whatnot. I did literally just sent an email out before I actually headed here. Basically after 50 emails of back and forth, I literally said like, Hey, look, this is either green light or red light. Like I, I don't want to take any more of each other's time, mm -hmm. but I feel like there's a need for something bigger here. Truthfully, I got inspired, uh, by Brian at Highline Autos, Cars and Coffee at High Street, uh, and him and I have been in close conversation uh, about my ideas here in the East Valley. And he's given me a lot of help and a lot of support uh, for creating something out here with the help of, you know, Jay and Byron and other leaders here in the East Valley. I want to be able to collaborate with as many people as I can. Um, but obviously getting the venue is the biggest part of that equation. Once you get the venue, you can kind of put the pieces together from there. Um, but yeah, I, I'm looking forward to the possibility of 
putting on a, a larger scale event with exotics, hypercars, classics, JDM, domestic, just all types of good, clean builds at an awesome venue um, and running that through the throttle app, of course, and so that everybody registers and puts a car in there and that community that used to be so wide is now small uh, within that app. And uh, it, again, it, it it's, you know, you've put on your own events several times. You have tons of experience in, in that. And uh, I'm just following people like you and, and Brian and, you know, Chandler Cars and Coffee puts on a great event. And I've been to that yeah. several times. And I'm looking forward to maybe even connecting with whoever runs that and, and do something on a bigger scale. But yeah, it, it's it's in the works. But, you know, who knows if it really happens or not. It, it's just something that I'm putting a lot of heart into, a lot of energy into. And with Formula Drift and Throttle and and personal life and it, it's sure you can only you know like with the podcast <laughs> work you yeah. know kids you, you can only do so much on your own you know arizona amg i had a guy uh, an arizona amg uh, member of mine uh, just a few weeks ago actually we were hanging out uh having some dinner and with another smaller group in scottsdale and uh, he has a beautiful amg gtr uh, his name's thomas if you listen to this yes i'm talking about you uh, Shout out to Thomas. And uh, he basically said, he's like, why, why, why don't we really do stuff in Arizona AMG? And I go, dude, you can't wait for me to put on an event for you guys to go out and create an event. Like, right. I, I can't be the only one. I know the struggle, dude. You know, so it's funny, though, how many people message me like, hey, when are you going to put on an event? I'm like, bro, I'm, I'm not God in here. <laughs> I'm just right. an admin on this page. I'm, right. I'm, I'm just the guy that helps run it. But do something, put out a post, man, say, Hey, who wants to go for a cruise? You know, who wants to do this? You know? And so, you know, you can't do it all, man. No, I totally understand that, dude. I, I think it'll be awesome. Uh, I, I know it's, it's a huge challenge getting uh, business owners to even buy in at the, op- at the thought of having a bunch of cars there because the, the perception and the non-car people think, Woo! they think we're all the same. And yeah. So many different facets I to know. what it is we do. I know. And, uh, my my idea is to try my best to just bring in just the quality um, mm-hmm. and, and not necessarily just quality builds, but quality people. Quality people. That's what you it know, is. Yep. It's, it, it, you know, cars cars are built by the people, you know what I mean? Like, right. well, that's, that's what it's all about. It's about the community. Um, and I really want to do, you know, work hard at, you know, getting really good charities involved and, and getting good people involved and yeah the cars are fun the cars are great to look at they're great to take pictures of but without the community and without a cause you know uh, us coming together and and having a good charity that's a part of that and and getting help and funding through our passions it it, what is it all for right is it is it just a a contest of you know who has the most expensive wheels and who has the best build and, some and, and it is. you know and that's yeah. and if that's their thing then that yep. that's great you know that's that's what makes them tick you know for me personally what makes me happy is knowing that everybody's having a good time we're all laughing we're all talking about people's builds in their cars and that's the cars are just a little magnet but the people you know us the conversations those are the memories we don't ever we don't ever really remember much about the car but we do remember the conversations we've had you know and so that's what's important hold up hold up i mean everybody in their phone everybody if you look in your phone book it's like so and so and then the car that they drive yeah until you get to know no yeah no seriously so it's 
yeah, you know what I mean? Like I was probably for most people like, oh yeah, the, who Josh, Josh who? Oh, the G wagon. Oh yeah, that guy. Oh, that's you how know? It is. Yeah, and that's okay, yeah. and that's cool. I'm I'm okay with that. You know what I mean? But uh, again, I, I want to be able to bring people closer together and, and build relationships and and make connections because that's what Throttle's all about. That's what I'm all about, and that's why I'm so passionate about the app because I feel like it, it's a good tool of bringing people together um, and getting giving people what they want, at least in the automotive world. I'm definitely going to download it and look into it and yeah, have some do. ideas and yeah. love and to then, try to you know, support. Yeah, and if, you know, you know, it's not 100% perfected, you know what I mean? We're we're continuously Nothing ever is. Yeah, we're continuously Yeah, look at Instagram right now. Like inst, you know, a company that's worth how many billions like the freaking thing never it doesn't work for me half the time. So, right. you know, it, it's it is what it is, but uh yeah, I think it's going to be I think Throttle is going to be amazing and it's going to be amazing for the car community and that's why I push it. It's not some type of cash grab or anything like that. It, it's it's a social app. It, sure. It's 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 just something that I I put. I can't even tell you how many hours I put into that app. Just noting and developing and so you develop the app. So we have a development team um, that actually codes and and does the stuff like that. I'm not that intelligent. Um, you know, I have a hard enough time doing simple tasks as a human being, let alone code something. Coding is uh, hard, man. Yeah. But if you can be the brainchild, the driving force, because the, the coders need direction. <laughs> sure, sure. And honestly, uh, just Nadine and I, I know we, we've spent countless hours late night, just what needs to be fixed? What needs to be done? How does this need to be done? And that's because we want something that people feel a sense of pride when they log in. You know, this is our app. This is... This is my passion. You know, when your wife's yelling at you mm-hmm. about something and you're on the couch, you're on throttle. You know, you're like, hey, quiet woman. I'm, I'm liking cars right now, you know, and she knows that you're not on Facebook or Instagram DMing somebody that you're not supposed to be DMing because you're on a car app. And hopefully that doesn't happen on throttle either. <laughs> you Man, to, this chick's ride <laughs> you is know, dope. Yeah, because there's... Let me there's, hit her up real yeah, quick. Yeah, there's, there's women enthusiasts out there too, so hopefully right. it doesn't become some type of automotive dating app or something. <laughs> Sounds like you can make a lot of money with yeah, something like that. You know, like I that. mean, yeah. I have to pass that through Nadine and see if that's something that she wants to, you know, redo. But uh, yeah, for now, we're just going to stick to the, you know, the events and, and uh, people being able to share their cars and all that, so... Byron, you're leaning in. Well, that took a turn real quick. Um, no, but 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 all jokes aside, uh, when you go to the app and when you check it out, I've been using it for a little while now. You you can see the the, the work and the passion that's put into it. You can see the refinement. You can see the attention the uh, the detail the attention to detail. Can't talk today and the quality of the post. I mean, uh, the you know the quality of the content that people are putting on there and the whole thing Josh mentioned earlier about having a garage and having your car. I mean, your cars. It's almost like. Instead of you, the person, like you are the you are the the user through your vehicles, like your vehicles is what has the profile. And it's and it's really cool because, I mean, I know you see on Facebook, you know, there's always the person that has a car as their like profile picture or something like that. Well, now there's a place for that, you know, so and you can I've seen the evolution in the app and, the you know, they're, they're stage one they're in their stage two or stage three of it and new features are being added. So, I mean, again, you can tell it's built by somebody not looking to make money is somebody who's looking to create a community. You guys want to get into some car news? Let's do it. Let's do it. From Insurify, and this is the five biggest car insurance myths. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, Insurify tested over a thousand American drivers on their car insurance knowledge. Here are the results. 
first off, before we even go over this, you know, you, you see when these funny skits, when they're asking people on the street questions and the people on the street just have, they're just clueless. I always wonder how many people did they cycle through before they found these mm-hmm. idiots that they kind of stitched together. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if that's what's going on here. So the number one myth is everything is covered by comprehensive comprehend i can't you can't talk today byron comprehensive i can't fucking talk today (laughs) comprehensive myth number one is everything is covered by comprehensive insurance 78 percent of drivers falsely believe that comprehensive coverage will help cover the damage done to their vehicle in the event of a collision isn't that's collision Mm -hmm. they're different things right exactly i mean if you read your policy which i don't know how many people do yeah you can see the uh the uh, difference there yeah yeah a rock chip fuck if your car's not moving comprehensive so despite his name, comprehensive coverage does not offer does not cover all vehicle damage, yet nearly eight out of ten drivers incorrectly answer that comprehensive would cover them in the event of an accident. In reality, comprehensive coverage specifically covers damage unrelated to a car accident like theft, vandalism, or natural disaster. If your car is not moving, comprehensive. Mm-hmm. Myth number two bodily injury liability covers a policyholder's own medical bills. Fifty two percent of drivers falsely believe that bodily injury covers their own medical Expenses from an at-fault accident. It covers the other people. What do you guys think about that? Mm. Well, so it's in the it's in the title, liability. Right. That's the key word. You don't take liability out of yourself, Josh. Mm-hmm. Josh might be one of those 52 people. Yeah. <laughs> He's well, like, fuck. I remember, I, mean, I remember taking this shit I mean, six months ago. You know, for me, it's like all, all this is doing is giving me flashbacks when I got in my got rear-ended. Tell us. And, uh... You know, I the other driver had twenty five thousand dollars of uh, his liability insurance, and we I maxed that bad boy out, and I should have got like another twelve grand or thirteen grand or something like that, and then it had to fall to my insurance, had to pick up a portion of it, and it was this big old ordeal. So this is giving me this bad memories of other stuff, you know. Ne- his insurance was like, you hit what? Yeah. No, it was funny because it was a Chrysler town and country. It was a Chrysler town and country on uh, the uh, the I-10 in the tunnel. And the dude just slammed me uh, in the C-63. And yeah, I had uh, back, bad neck injury and all that. But uh, yeah, his insurance probably did spit quite a bit because the, the damages alone were 19 grand. I think 19 something thousand. And uh, based on the repairs and then for myself, just getting my attention, although we totally maxed out his policy, uh, it was supposed to go quite a bit further than that, but uh, it didn't. So, which reminds me, what do you guys think about the minimum, what is it, the, the minimum coverage being, I think it's 10000 is it $10,000 here in Arizona? $10,000 minimum is the law to cover to have coverage. It doesn't pay for a lot. As, I know, that's what I'm saying. As someone who's been hit by someone who I only that, had that the minimum coverage, um, as someone who's been actually in that situation, yeah, that's not covering I don't, shit. I don't think that's um, cool, man. When I had my Mustang, I got whacked by a dude who had minimum coverage. And I actually felt for the guy because he, he, the dude who was driving didn't actually have a license. It was his friend's car. I think it ended in him getting deported, and uh, like I felt bad. I was like, I don't want anybody to lose their livelihood yeah, over no, an honest accident. Sure. But yeah, my insurance was like, okay, yeah, we're gonna have to cover the rest of this. Yeah, that's... it was like a sixteen grand repair on a car that I owned at that point for two weeks and had three hundred miles on it. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't know. What, I, what do you think it should be at the minimum? I mean, I I personally call me crazy, I guess. But what does the average new car cost? $30,000, 35000 I think 25000 is like a minimum. 
I think I, I like, you know, I know some people might be like, you're crazy, but like, dude, a new Honda Civic is 34,000, 35,000 some odd dollars nowadays. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> all right. So we're talking liability versus per versus medical bills, liability. Correct. Yeah. And overall, I feel you, but the problem oh, is we're talking about we medical, can't make it. medical. I think that starts at 50. Yeah, I'd say 25 or 50. Yeah, for sure. 25, yeah. 50 minimum because, hell, you go in for a, a, any type of adjustment for something after a car accident, they slap you with five grand just for a visit, depending on where you're, where you're going for what you're right. doing, you know. So. The only problem is, and why I kind of see why the minimums are as low as they are, is if you make it so expensive that, because obviously the insurance company is just going to pass that on to the people, right? And you make it so expensive that regular people or people of less lesser means can't drive they still gonna drive so now instead of getting hit by an underinsured motorist uh, you're getting hit by somebody who ain't got no insurance all right well you know so i mean that's that's the that's the case here, okay. here, here's how i look at it the average cost of a cell phone bill is i don't know 70 to 100 dollars for a line i'd say 70 to 100 i pay 100 and i think i believe 108 dollars for car insurance it's amazing what people yeah. can afford when they want to. You know, that's what I mean. Right. Like, it's like, you know, you go out to the club and drop, go out to the club and you drop $150 on a, on a crazy night, but then you're like, I can't afford car insurance. But then you get into that accident and somebody is hurt or your car, they're damaged. It's like, I, I don't know. I don't have any sympathy for it, I guess, especially because I was a victim of bad, right. bad car insurance. <laughs> a little close to the best. That's fair. <laughs> Number three myth. And this is, I, I think. Maybe I, maybe they asked me this because at one point I thought this was kind of a thing and it could be, it could have been maybe insure if I just, I don't know, maybe it depends on the state, but number three myth, colorful cars are more expensive to insure. Now I thought the whole red car thing was a thing. If it's a red sports car. Yeah. I think that might be a myth. Yeah. Could be. I think. Yeah. Well, I, don't, according, I, I don't know. I according don't to know. this, 36% of drivers falsely believe that car color is factored into their insurance rate. I would like to know a little bit more about I that. I would like to know a little bit more. Just to, not not that I necessarily care, but just a peace of mind of knowing if, if is that a factor. Because insurance is that actually a factor. color your car is. They do. Yeah, they do. Any listeners who actually work in insurance or work in claims or anything like that, uh, if you guys want to email Jay or, um, or, or email one of us or uh, a reply on the hard parking Facebook page, we'd love to know. That's right. That's hard parking violations or hit me up at hardparkingpodcast at gmail.com and tell us your answer. I got, by the way, guys, I got to show you this before we move to number four. I feel like I'm looking at a Mercedes 300 coupe or Mercedes 300 C like that little mini SUV looking thing. That is a very poor drawing of a GLA 250. Mm. Is what or the GLA or GLC. It maybe was what I was thinking of GLA no, or GLC, no, like, the little, GLC. like the little, like the little, Mm-hmm. It's, it's a, a like a crossover SUV. Right. Yeah. yeah, I had one of those when I was in Palm Springs. And I thought it was actually pretty cool. And then I was like, yeah, maybe I could drive one of these. And then I like pulled up, and there was some old rich lady with like the pink fucking license plate and like this wild hair. And mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, never mind. Yeah, that that one is definitely a little bit more popular to the to the opposite sex. Right. Number four. There's no way to pay less for insurance. Why would people think that? Huh? What? So it says insurance discounts are a great way for me but, but discounts can only help drivers save when they're actually used. But one third of American drivers reported that they're not. In fact, women are significantly less to take advantage of insurance discounts than men. 
and more women reported that they are unaware of any discounts they qualify for, like multiple multi-line discount, mm-hmm. probably multiple cars. Interesting. You know, you bundling. I use every discount I can I, get. I, I do too. That, Yo, that, I still got good student discount. Don't don't play with me. But I don't I don't fault the people for that. I fault their insurance. Yeah, because education's a big thing. But why would they tell them that? Well, I mean, I, we have State Farm, <laughs> you know, and our State Farm agent says, yeah, you know, you guys school. are eligible for this, this, yeah. this, this. You keep your grades up. Yeah. You, you know, you're eligible for that. Yeah, State Farm did the same thing for me. I, I don't know. I have that little computer thing in my in my glove box, too. Like, some people might be weird about that. Like, oh, you have the safe drive. Safe driver, whatever. yeah. It's like, dude, that's like 60 bucks. They took like 50 or 60 bucks off my insurance to put that in. You can track me wherever you want for 50, exactly. 60 less dollars. Hell yeah. I ain't going anywhere. This, my truck's slow. I, I bet <laughs> the bullet did the same thing. Yeah. So one of the home security systems that we used to have, we took advantage of the the multi-line discount for that. And then once we started doing the math, we're like, we're still paying out of pocket. Mm. So we canceled that home security system. That one, not the other ones that we have. The last myth, shopping for insurance is slow, confusing, and stressful. Like I feel like there's a commercial every five minutes that encourages yeah, you to shop. It, I think it's it, it's pretty easy. Now, like, I feel like when I got quotes just for the, for, you know, the heck of it to see what I could get out, out outside of State Farm, it took me a few minutes, you know, but it, it's all about, I guess, Internet slash app literacy or, you know, right. I mean? <laughs> like, well, how good are you? you just legit don't feel like doing it. There's plenty of insurance brokers out there who they will do all the shopping for they'll you. For and you. They're going to get commission anyway. So they just they're just going to show you what's the cheapest one, you know, yeah, what's you, the cheapest one that works for you. Yeah. I just call and answer the questions. So that is the insure that insurify.com's insurance literacy report 2022. I'm curious, but not curious enough to actually ask them because I'm, I'm sick of this already. But the, the one, the only one that I really would, I guess, be curious about is that car color one. Yeah. I, I wouldn't, I would like to know if I do get like uh a particular car that I'm thinking about getting at the end of the year, if all goes well, if I do a, a like a yellow, like a beautiful yellow solar beam yellow, if they if they are gonna like tack on ten bucks extra a month or something like that, right? Because <laughs> I think they equate it to <laughs> tickets. Mm. You have a fast if you have a, a red car, red is gonna attract more tickets. That makes the that, premium it, up. it technically makes sense. Like they're they're using data. Yep. To to you know how many red cars get tickets over in that same make model over the black one or over the white one. And if they calculate th- that data and 30% more red of that same exact car gets tickets, then they might use that as a factor for sure. Nobody's getting a ticket in Arizona because every car is white or some shit. That is true. I didn't notice that. There's a lot, Here's a the lot trick. of cars. If you're going to get a red car, you get a 20 year old one and then that offsets the cost. I mean, what color is your prelude? Red for the record. Okay. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> so his strategy there was to buy an old an old JDM car of the color choice if you want. <laughs> I'm curious what the age range is of these thousand. But I'm not curious enough to email and ask. And that is a car news. All right, let's do some random thoughts, have a little fun and go downstairs and have a have a drink. What are your thoughts? What are your guys' thoughts on Hibachi? I think you did you see the question? I said, is Hibachi overrated? And it came back at first, it was in favor of yes. And then it came back where most people said no. And then most people started, you know, DMing me why they think it isn't overrated. You know, I actually do have a thought on that. Uh, So, okay. Um, And I'm not saying it's not good. Yeah, no, 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 no. 
No, yeah, I'm just gonna say so. So, a little bit of background. Uh, uh, we took a family trip for my brother's wedding, uh, so we are actually relatively close to getting back from um, from uh, the Dominican Republic. One of the restaurants at the resort we stayed at had hibachi, and the table we sat at, and it was just me, my wife, and my kids. We had broken off from the main group. Uh, but the table, we sat with a couple of the families, but they were just really bland and like, we tried to keep it lively, but it was, the table was for the most part dead and the, the, the chef could kind of pick up on that. Like you could see it. So while the food was still delicious, I mean, he just more so came, cooked the food, did a couple flips and you know, it was whatever. So it was like, while the food was delicious. Yeah. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't that big a deal. Table down from us though. The crowd is what made it. It was a bunch of people that were having a good time. They were, you know, basically hyping the chef up. The chef was doing all this stuff. He's doing the volcano thing. He's, you know, he's he's flipping the chicken and stuff everywhere. You know, the lady's opening their mouths. He's throwing the chicken in their mouths with the with the spatula, all that. But it, they made it an experience. Yeah, so I'll say it's like anything. It's what you make it. A lot of those hibachi chefs take, you know, all props to them. They are highly skilled chefs. They've mastered their art. But... They get a dead table. They're going to come cook the food. They're going to leave. Yeah. If they get people who are going to be into it, then you're going to get the best out of them. So I think it's what you make it. Yeah. I don't know. Josh. You, 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 can throw a, you can throw a delicious piece of shrimp in my mouth anytime at a hibachi restaurant. That's all I know. But uh, I... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's this all, guy. That's all I was thinking about. He's right. like, mm, he threw some chicken in his mouth, threw some shrimp. I'm just over here salivating, just thinking about hibachi. I, I think hibachi's cool. I, I like it a lot. Um, I don't go very often, you know, because it, I like Byron said, I, I feel like it's more of an occasion kind of thing, you know. Plus, when you get the bill at the end, it can get kind of, you'd be like, whoa, I, I had one or two too many sakis tonight or something like that. But uh, it's good. I think the food's delicious. I've never been to hibachi where it was like a dead table because, uh, again, I, I feel like I've only I've only done it probably a handful of times in my life. And every time it was always like a birthday or, or something like that. But I think the food's delicious. And, and, and hell, let's just let's pack it up. Let's go get some hibachi. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, table for three. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it's overrated. And I say it's overrated for the following reasons. Because in one of your example, it had nothing to do with the hibachi. It had to do with the environment of the people at your table being dead people. I haven't been anywhere where they're flinging chicken, so that was new. Hmm. But they do fling shrimp a lot. Yep. And they do fling uh, rice balls a lot, mm -hmm. and every single one has the little volcano. Mm -hmm. So what makes it overrated to me is I can't really say on a sliding scale which of my hibachi experiences were the best and which ones weren't they're because all the they're all the fucking same. All the same. Mm -hmm. The food, it's always good. Mm -hmm. It's never bad, mm -hmm. but it always tastes exactly the same. Mm -hmm. The miso and the yum yum sauce is always the same. Yeah. The tricks that the chefs do is 85% always the same. Mm -hmm. And they're always slinging shrimp and rice. Mm -hmm. And so for that, I would say that to me, hibachi in general is overrated, although it's still good. But when people say, oh, I want to go, it's, 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 you know, it's not overrated going to a nice steakhouse because you can go to steakhouses and there is a range. That's true. Yeah, you, you know, you pick a different cut this time or another, you know, you, you pair up your sides a little different, you know. Yeah. You can have good steak at, at Logan's. You really can. But it's probably not going to be as good as the steak you get at Ocean 44 or Steak 44. Which I still have not been to yet. You have to take my word. And so for that reason, I say that hibachi overall is overrated. You sound spoiled. <laughs> That's 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 a that's a fair argument though. Like you know, for me, 
I, I guess, you know, the memories that I have had doing hibachi, you know, when you have your drinks and you're with a good crowd and good pe people, you know, usually family or close friends. Yeah, the tricks are the same and all that. But I think it's those memories, you know, of, you know, someone flinging the shrimp and it hits you in your eye. <laughs> it didn't make it in your mouth and everybody starts busting out laughing. So, yeah, it's the same trick, but different things can happen, I feel like. And, uh, you know, I just I had good memories doing it. But I, I totally get your point, though, that it, it is it is a definitely a rat wheel of the same thing over and over and over again. So um, speaking of that, I'm, I don't know tonight we're doing, are we doing hibachi? Are we doing steak? Are we doing seafood? Or that's funny. At least you had a lunch. Yeah, that's true. I'm starving. I didn't, you know, I need to eat. Let's do a random thought. I have a few, I have a random thought on uh, each of you. Do you have a random thought? Just think of something. So basically, the random thought is anytime you're out and about, and you're like, what the fuck? So I usually like to jot mine down. I guess I haven't really. I don't know. I guess I thought, you know, the wet. I, I guess I did have kind of a random thought. I'm going to Orlando next week. And I guess a random thought was, I wonder what the temperature is going to be like. And that was like a thought to myself. And I didn't look it up or anything. I was like, mm, I wonder if it's going to be, you know, hot or windy because i got kind of shocked when i was in atlanta everybody's like oh it's hot lanta it's gonna be hot yeah, and humid. Hotlanta, yeah. dude it was windy and cold <laughs> it, it was extremely cold and windy so i just showed up at the wrong date so i'm wondering if orlando is going to be like hurricane when i get there or have you humid. looked it up i yet? haven't even I, I just random thought <laughs> it was a random thought that i have not followed up on <laughs> he has literally two different cell phones sitting here that have access to the world's information see and that's yeah i don't even know that's true i don't even know what to say to that um, I, I can't fault you because <laughs> i have all this technology sitting around me and i think i've mentioned it on a prior show, show i literally have a desktop planner like the giant one that teachers have and that's the only oh, way i keep track of anything in fact i wrote your name on there a few weeks ago oh nice see that shit yeah but you know what that's that's legit though because when you write something down and you you, you program I'm, it to memory, and I'm easy. usually good at that myself. I have I my see that. I, I brought my notepad. Um, we got a fellow throwbacker. Yeah, like you know, and it's so funny how many people say that. Like, Why don't you just type it in a computer or or write it in your phone? And like I have like Google Keep and mm -hmm. and I use those things for certain things. But like like you said, I'm an OG. You know, when it comes to you know, not even pen and paper. I'm pencil and paper. I am old school. I, I use erasers. Some kids are out here like. What's that? <laughs> What's no, an eraser? No, but I totally feel you on that, though. I mean, writing something down does something for commitment to memory. Yep. I mean, I still make my I, I, I still make my, my kid do her homework in pencil and paper. You know, she's like, well, Daddy, can I just type this? No, and you need to write it because then you're going to learn it. Yeah. You're so antiquated. You don't learn shit in school writing nothing. You just get angry at your parents for making you do long fucking math. Yeah. So when you graduate and you get a job in the real world, you're, I, I, you have to have a boss that says, show me the work. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. I've yet to have a boss that said that too. Yeah. Well, I um, mean. My random thought, and I have this thought quite often. I don't understand what makes people decide to be rude, you know? Like just mm. being rude to somebody. Like, you know, if you're in the store and you hear somebody yelling at an employee or yelling at the cashier, or even if they're not yelling, like getting snooty or like irate with the person, I'm like, and I always want to just say, like, you know, they don't set the prices. You know, like the lady or the dude behind the register ain't stocking the stuff. They're not driving the truck. They're not doing that. I understand you're annoyed. Why are you getting mad at them? You know, I just never understood being rude to the frontline worker in whatever it is, restaurant, grocery store, what have you. Like, they're not the boss. 
They not I, I they don't that. control any of that. Why are you being rude to that person? I hear that a lot. I say it's 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 probably unfortunately the mindset is they're they're the front line of defense. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So when when someone's frustrated about XYZ company or building, it, it's the first logo that they see on the shirt. And uh, it's not, it doesn't make it right at all. Uh, I, I, I 100% agree with you, but it, it's one of those things that, uh, you know, they're the first first line of contact, you know what I mean? So again, it's not right, but it, it's, it does happen. Yeah, speaking, I guess, I don't know if I should even be really going on this topic, but uh, I guess like going back to Formula Drift, um, you know, there's there's pro drivers, right? There's pro and pro spec, right. pro and pro spec drivers. Um, and some of these pro drivers um, that I've had the opportunity to build some relationship with and, and get to know, like and most of them are just amazing people. They're just super nice, super humble. They're always looking to find a way to collaborate and grow their brand and see how they can help you. And there's a few. Um, there's a few that you know, fame and 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 YouTube clout and their branding has given them a, a certain type of, and I, and i'm sure and this is everywhere right this isn't just fd this isn't just motorsport this is just people that have a sense of success in a, in a certain workplace are pretty rude man like this I, I like i never understood that either just like when people are nice to you and you just talk to people the right way you know how do you have those type of snippy snouty type of i don't know i just i I just, for me, you know, money, success and all that, no matter how much you, I just always hope, you know, for me, at least, you know, when I, if I do achieve that type of level that, uh, you know, I have friends, you know, like Byron and, you know, like Jay and just good people around me to keep me level. Um, because some people just let people get out of control sometimes. <laughs> like they just let them go bonkers. YouTube just, are you even talking to me? Like, you know what I mean? It's like, dude, I've just said hi or right. something like that. <laughs> you know, but it's you like know, never, you know you never forget yeah. where you came from. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, so my, my random thought before we get out of here is when the fuck did a filet fish sandwich cost $5? Wait, what? <laughs> what? So the other day I was bringing <laughs> my mother-in-law home from, uh, no, it's <laughs> right. I was bringing my mother-in-law home from, from church and, you know, she wanted to stop by McDonald's and get a sandwich. I said, what do you want? You know, a filet of fish she, she loves a filet of fish So I, that's all I ordered. And I pull up to the window and the guy's like, that's five something. I'm like, uh, we didn't get the value meal. We just got a filet of fish just a sandwich. He goes, yeah, yeah, five something. I don't know, it's 5.30 or whatever. I go, but it, that's, that's just a sandwich. He goes, yeah. I said, what the fuck? Wow. That is one expensive I, sandwich. I, I feel I like it was like a dollar. <laughs> well, yeah, well, it was like I feel like you walk. You it was on the, the same menu with the spicy chicken sandwich. They were both like ninety nine mm -hmm. cents, or maybe it was a dollar fifty nine. Oh, but when the fuck did a filet fish sandwich? And they didn't, no, I wasn't at the airport. But that, that was yeah. actually funny because that's where I would expect to pay five dollars yeah. for a fucking I, I didn't know, fish. You might have actually took a wrong turn, and and Chick Fil A might have added a filet fish to their menu because their sandwiches are like four or five dollars, four or five dollars, something like that, didn't they? Bro, they probably like <laughs> six, seven, eight right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, and it doesn't make any sense, you know. And because when you go to like, like Jack in the Box, you expect the sandwich to weirdly be five or six dollars mm -hmm. before the adding on the meal. Mm -hmm. Now your value meal is not. I don't even know. Why, I don't even know why I'm calling it a fucking value meal. Mm -hmm. But your like, meal yeah. is not seven ninety nine. It's thirteen forty six or mm -hmm. whatever. It's like what the mm -hmm. fuck? These are yeah. these are Long John Silver's prices, man. That's funny. Oh my gosh. I guess it's time to go back to Long John Silver's. No time to go fishing. But, but it's funny. It's actually funny that you mentioned that because uh, when I was at the airport the other day and I was you know I had a little bit of time in, in between my flights, so I was like you know I'm gonna I'm gonna give myself a little glass of wine, right? 
you know, mm-hmm. just before I hop on, it's kind of level me out. I get kind of eerie before flight, you mm-hmm. know, that that speed and lifting up. You know, I always have bad thoughts of like these shows on Netflix and stuff, of planes and crashing and stuff. So nice little glass of wine levels me out. So I went to the restaurant. I asked just for, uh, what was it? I think it was a nine ounce glass of, of I think it was a Sauvignon Blanc because they, yeah, they were out of the shard. So I said, oh, I'll do a Sauvignon Blanc. The shard, this guy. Yeah, yeah. So I got the bill. And I was like, I didn't ask for the bottle. It was twenty three dollars. It was twenty for a nine ounce pour. It was twenty three. I, I swear, I Oof. I didn't even I didn't even I just wrote I just signned it. Right. <laughs> you know what are we gonna What are you gonna say? But no, no, you look at it, you're like, Fuck. I cannot believe it. And then we know what was funny is I I wasn't paying that close attention to uh, my flight because the flight was actually boarding quicker than I thought it was. So when I got to the gate, they announced my name. I was the last one on the uh, oh. to get on, and I had a nine ounce pour of twenty three dollars in my hand, and I I had tried to sip it in front of him. He's like, "You gonna you have to you have to drink that before you get on the plane." So I had to slam a twenty three dollar glass. I couldn't even enjoy it. it. Didn't even get to enjoy it. So that was like the the laughing thing of that 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 morning or early afternoon, I should say. Couldn't believe it. Slammed it. They must have had Jesus in the back turning that water into wine or something. Yeah, no, I couldn't believe it. Bucks. That was that was hilarious. Twenty three bucks. Josh, how do we get a hold of you? Uh, you can get a hold of me uh, through the throttle app, AMG underscore Josh. If you download that bad boy on iOS and Android, you can also get a hold of me on Instagram, AMG underscore Josh. Uh, I'm also on Facebook, Joshua J O S H I W A Benjamin, but I'm barely on there. Uh, so Instagram. And the throttle app are my two ways of getting a hold of me. Uh, and yeah, I'm there to help in any way I can and, and again, help grow uh, this automotive community here in Arizona. And uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm excited to be here and, and help out in the car scene as best as I can. Should we let Byron tell people how to get a hold of him or since yeah, he's just in let, the background? Yeah, Byron, come on. Uh, they already know. I'm I'm, I'm on Instagram, uh, Trey's AMG, T R E I Z underscore AMG. Same old stuff, car stuff here or there, and the occasional picture of a husky. Um, I'm on the throttle app as well, although I got to actually pull it up and figure out what my name is on there. I think it's Trey's. Know, a- you know, I don't remember. I'm sorry. Don't I believe it. I believe it's Trey's oh, AMG. Man. I believe it's also Trey's AMG. No there, shocker though. on that one. Oh man, Baron, I have a question for you before we get out of here. What's up? You paid off your student loan yet? <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank Josh Benjamin and as always Byron Jones for coming by the studio. I'm really excited to see what's going to happen here with Throttle. It looks like they're off to a fantastic start. Be nice if I can get some shit like that off the ground. I'm always involved in so many things. I just can't get anything done. If you like what you heard today, subscribe to the podcast and go tell a friend about it. Leave a review on Apple, Spotify. By the way, I noticed a lot more reviews. Thank you, everyone, for those reviews. I want to thank Wright Honda and Wright Toyota of Scottsdale, Arizona, Four Wheel Online, Cell Shop Wireless Services, Fountain Hills Motorsports, Patreon Business Supporter, Cuy Automotive out of Winter Garden, Florida, and Hell Construction out of Caledonia, Michigan. If you're in a position to help the podcast upgrade, join the Patreon for as little as $3 a month to get access to bonus audio as well as show swag. I say it every week. One day I'm going to produce. I want to thank Mark Stoneman, Catherine Cox, Eddie Ramos, Richard Graves, Byron Jones, the one who was just here, Bo Jung, Alice Gamina, Andrew Bunkley. If you're interested in picking up a hard parking podcast shirt, they are coming. I promise you they are coming. Email the show, hardparkingpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow me on Instagram at jfinning. That's J-H-A-E-P-F-E-N-N-I-N-G. If I said that too fast, my name is in the podcast description. Join the Hard Parking Violations Facebook page. 
follow, subscribe, bell notification for the YouTube channel, youtube.com, Hard Rocking Podcast. I can't grow like you're telling the world how great this show is, so let's do this. Let's grow this thing together. And I'll talk to you all next week. Now it's stripping time. Shut up!